the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Parents Toe. In an era of chaos, confusion, and craziness, Parents is a voice for common sense. As a financial literacy educator, speaker, and entrepreneur, Parents cuts through the noise to help us understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Now, here's Ferenc Stoke. Welcome to your personal bank show. This is Ferenc. We're starting a new year, and I would love to start out with some great news. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of great news to share with you, but I do have some solutions. So I am going to encourage you to stay tuned. The first thing I really want to touch on is something I rarely talk about, and it's this Epstein Island thing. I don't like discussing or thinking about those types of things too often because it's a sordid tale. Anybody who's been paying attention knows that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was well-known in pedophilia and blackmailing and that type of stuff. There's plenty of evidence out there. Come to a reasonable conclusion that people that visited Epstein Island are likely compromised. And a list has come out recently of people that are Epstein clients. Many of them are politicians, leading business people, uh, President of World Bank, for example, Hollywood types, cultural icons like Oprah, for example. There's not enough information at this point, at least, to, say, convict anyone legally. And, of course, anyone is innocent until proven guilty. Unfortunately, our current two-tiered justice system, even if there was an investigation, many people would not believe the results of that. So we're stuck with the court of public opinion. If somebody was at Epstein Island, there's a very high probability that they were involved in pedophilia, or if not, certainly knew about it. Either of those options is not good. There's something called willful blindness. It's a legal term. In fact, those of us in the financial industry, we have to do uh, training, ongoing training, uh, anti-money laundering on a regular basis, and one of the things that's discussed in that is called willful blindness. There's something going on in transactions, let's say, that raise obvious red flags, and you as the financial person choose to ignore it. That's called willful blindness. I believe somebody going to Epstein Island would have, at the very least, had a pretty good idea what was going on if they weren't involved and did nothing about it. And here's here's my opinion. If you were involved in pedophilia, you're a despicable human being. It's one of the worst things, one of the worst crimes you can do to somebody is take advantage of minors. If you were aware of it and did nothing to help those children, you're equally a despicable human being. So keep that in mind when you see that list of people and they try to run for office, for example, ask for your vote or try to influence you in some way, culturally or any other way, these people should be ostracized from society, in my opinion, absolutely ignored, and they don't deserve 
any position of influence at all whatsoever, in my opinion. That's all I'm going to say about it for now, unless some other significant information comes to light. On the economic front, Americans are, are right to feel miserable about the economy, uh, Art Laffer, an uh, economist, states. And there's a couple of reasons he points out on this that I think are very poignant. A recent poll shows that about half of Americans think the U.S. economy is in poor state, and like Art Laffer states, is they have a right to be miserable. You see, cooling inflation rates and a flat unemployment rate don't matter too much to most Americans. And he's right. The reality is, for Americans, it's not the unemployment rate, it being low, because that's what you hear the Biden administration touting all the time. It's the number of jobs. And the bottom line is, the number of jobs that are available is way down from what it was in a few, just a few years ago. That's a fact. That's a statistical fact. You think about inflation, and I've discussed this many times on this show, the rate of inflation slowing is good news. It just means prices aren't going up as fast as they were before. They're still going up, so that's the bad news. They're just not going up as fast as they were before. Well, most Americans are not concerned about the rate of inflation. They're more concerned about the prices of things. What is the price of something? And certainly most commodities, food, shelter, you know, clothing, things like that, the things that people need, energy, are far more expensive than they were two or three years ago. And that's why people are feeling the economic pinch And that's why they're feeling lousy about the economy, and rightly so. Another point here is top economist David Rosenberg. He predicts a 2024 economic downturn with echoes of 07 and 2000. That's interesting, I find, because as he states, it's premature to throw in the recession towel. I've been sharing on this show now for a number of months. I have a theory. It's well known that a recession was predicted in 2023. Early first half of 2023, I was saying much of the same thing. Yet something happened that was unexpected or or unaccounted for, I should say. And here was my theory, and now uh, I'm seeing the same thing here with David Rosenberg, in essence, saying the same thing. I've heard some other economists uh, sharing this thought. The amount of stimulus, the government stimulus from COVID that went into the economy, that went into the system, was record-setting. We've never seen anything like that. And household savings rates were higher than they'd been in in a very, very long time. Therefore, many households still had excess savings, which is the reason why consumer spending was continuing to be strong. It stayed strong far longer than most people thought, or most economists thought, and it just because there was more money than still saved than they initially thought there would be. So it isn't that there is not going to be a recession. What most of these economists are saying, there's another article with Morgan Stanley saying the same thing. It's just the fact that it's being delayed. And a lot of them are talking about a shock, hard landing. Morgan Stanley is stating that for 2024, which makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of common sense because the more you delay, create, you know, we all understand bubbles are created. The longer the bubble continues to go, usually the harder it pops, the harder the rebound. So the fact that this recession or predicted recession and all the economic indicators are still pointing to that, the fact that it's gotten delayed by a good year or so is most likely because of the excess spending and excess savings, I should say, from the COVID uh, relief funds, stimulus funds that were received into many, many businesses. I've shared this story so many times. 
where so many businesses got money to pay for employees that they were planning to keep anyway. Their business continued. So in essence, the government paid six months or a year's salaries for a typical small business. And most businesses, the number one expense of a small business is employee salaries. So it was a a boon, a financial boon for these small businesses and larger businesses too. For, and many people who had unemployment benefits higher than normal and all that type of stuff. There were all types of different COVID relief stimulus that went into people's pockets. And it just takes time for that to percolate through the system. And it's taking longer than economists originally anticipated. So it's premature, I believe that is true, to take the recession idea off the table. And here's another reason why. This article, Newsweek, discusses massive layoffs are coming in 2024. They're predicting approximately half of businesses, based on recent surveys, are planning to lay off employees in 2024. The numbers are starting to show that employers are holding back on hiring starting in November 2023. And they're saying that job openings are down as even 4 in 10 employers say they're expecting to lay off workers this year. The one bright spot of the economy, like I stated earlier, why we have not gone into a recession is because of consumer spending. People were working, still earning money, and had excess or higher levels of savings on average than they did previously. That kept consumer spending strong. Consumer spending is approximately two-thirds of GDP, which keeps the economy going. If people are buying stuff, businesses are making it and providing those products and services, aren't they? So it's really quite simple. The thing that could really throw the monkey wrench in this is layoffs. Fewer jobs, and on top of that, if this excess savings rate does indeed break below the norm in 2024, most predictions I'm seeing are showing second quarter of 2024 is now their latest prediction. We'll see. We are likely looking at a hard recession. The Federal Reserve is making some hints on the same kind of thing. And that's why this Market Watch article came out recently, talks about this record-setting stock market rally is living on borrowed time. Again, they're addressing much of the same concerns. There was a lot of thinking that when the Fed came out and stated that they're going to now reduce rates, which was likely in 2024, which was a major departure from what they've been doing the last couple of years. That was a positive thing. But actually, more and more people are looking at it as, why is the Fed looking at cutting rates earlier than they were stating they were going to to do before? Well, most likely it's because they see weakness ahead in the economy. So all these different reasons causes for concern. Again, economists, almost every economist you can think of was predicting a recession in 2023. Obviously, that did not happen. There was a a short, mild uh, period early in the year, but it just didn't really happen because the consumer spending stayed strong, much stronger than most economists thought it would, again, because of the excess savings and jobs, uh, low unemployment rate. So people were making money and spending it. So... That made it wrong, but doesn't mean doesn't mean they were wrong. Just likely means they were premature, and that's what all these different articles and folks are st- talking about. Even the more positive ones are saying some of the same things. So my point is simple: is proceed with caution. I've been saying this for quite some time. Again, I know it's maybe a little premature. Last year was a bang up year in the markets, no question. I would be cautious about expecting something similar in twenty twenty four. 
the odds are much likely the opposite way, if you know what I'm trying to say. Now, I know that goes against the grain of typically what we see in an election year, but there's just too many economic factors and leading economic indicators pointing the other way for that likely to happen. If you're concerned and you want to reduce your market risk, you want to diversify, make sure some of the money is safe and guaranteed, insured, reduce your taxes, your personal bank will do all that. That's one of the things I need to discuss and I wanted to discuss more today. Unfortunately, I'm not going to get to spend as much time as I'd like, but I promise I will share some today on your personal bank and how it works because I do get that question quite often. Again, it's the beginning of the year. A lot of people making goals and setting uh, what they want to do for 2024. I'm going to share some more about how your personal bank works, and I'll also share some more current information about what's going on with the economy, policies, all that type of thing, and some solutions. So I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned. Stay tuned for more Common Sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferenc Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferenc at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferenc Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferenc. Happy New Year, and I'm going to wish you a great 2024. Uh, Much prosperity. It could be chaotic. I believe that's... (laughs) That's what's my prediction. I stated at the end of last year, I stated in the, I discussed in the first segment a number of reasons why many economists believe it's premature to take the hard recession off the table. They think that 2024 likely will be the year we face a recession, and they have a lot of valid reasons. Unemployment levels could be the big one. We'll see what happens. But, again, proceed with caution. Another thing I want to be uh, make you aware of is – a lot of the overspending with the, the federal government, nothing yet is getting addressed in that arena either. So things are just continuing to, uh, we're careening along as I've been towards a, a cliff and we need to, a fiscal cliff that is, and we need to fix this before it's too late. Let me give you an example. So the United States has sent Ukraine over $75 billion in funding and equipment through the end of 2023 so far. This funding includes paying the salaries of thousands of Ukrainian employees. We are funding pretty much the Ukrainian government. Congress has allocated $113 billion so far. Now, Americans have suffered the highest inflation in a generation, and many are struggling at this point to pay their bills, yet Democrats and rhinos in Congress have consistently been trying to increase Ukrainian funding. In fact, the Senate stayed over several days even after the House adjourned for Christmas break for the sole purpose not to benefit American citizens, but try to figure out a way to send more money to Ukraine. That gives you an idea of how far off base their priorities are. Who do they represent? They're spending their Christmas break trying to send more money to Ukraine. And again, we have record debt. We've just suffered through generational inflation. Prices are higher on just about everything that matters for the average American, and they want to send more money to Ukraine. We need This is an election year. We need to send, as Americans, we need to send a strong, I mean an undeniable message to our representatives, to our congresspeople, 
if you're a congressperson who's in favor of sending money to Ukraine, you need to find somebody else to vote for if they're up for re-election. You need to replace them. That is, this is the opportunity that we have. Imagine, I saw this, I thought it was awesome. Imagine if we sent a message where the majority of all the House members, of course, are up for re-election. What if the majority of them were first-timers? What kind of message would that say? It would be a, a, a political earthquake and be one of the best things that ever happened to this country in a long time. I'm hoping and praying we see something like that. That would be just incredible. And not only new people, but people would actually more likely represent our interests rather than Ukraine's, for example. Of course, the other big issue is we have an open border still. Lately, there's been discussion about no more government funding until the border is closed. That should have been done a long time ago. But the reality is the border is still open. People coming across, and there are Ill, they are illegal aliens. I, I, I get so frustrated by this. I saw this, what was it, uh, Nikki Haley was saying we shouldn't call them criminals. Well, here's the thing. The definition of a criminal is someone who breaks the law. That's what makes you a criminal, okay? Well, federal immigration law is it's illegal to cross our border illegally without permission. Therefore, by definition, once you cross the border, you are a criminal, She's dead wrong on that, and so many other people are. It's full period. Stop, folks. They are criminals. Our first action in our country was to break our laws. Their result should be they should be deported and not allowed to come back for at least a significant period of time and only allowed to come back if they do it the right way. It's that simple. We need to support candidates that feel the same way and will actually vote and push that agenda to benefit Americans not illegals from around the world. Again, who do, who do these representatives, who do they represent? This is a election year. We have an opportunity. We need to take advantage of it. If you haven't gotten involved, now is the time. Support a candidate in the primaries. Don't wait for the general election, folks. That's something else I learned the hard way. It's too late already. Many times the establishment candidate has won the primary because they're the one that has the backing or maybe the better name recognition and that type of thing. If you get involved early and help a primary candidate who will represent our interests, not those of the rest of the world, the interests of U.S. citizens, they have a better shot of actually winning the primary. Then the the establishment, if you will, the party will get behind them and support their efforts to win the general election. So where we can make our biggest difference is actually in the primaries. This is a deviation from previous actions that most Americans took. I was included. I would kind of wake up from my my life, raising my family, building my business, whatever, like most Americans, and a few months before the election, figure out who I was interested in voting for and then vote in the general and move on. We can't do that anymore. We won't have a country that we recognize if we continue down that path. Find a candidate that you can support. No one's perfect, but find someone that you think is going to be, for the most part, represent you, your interests, U.S. citizens, America. Support that candidate. Donate to them. Volunteer. Get the word out. Help send out flyers. Make phone calls. Do what, Send texts. Do whatever you can. Contact. Don't 
send money to the national committees. That's wasted, especially the Republican National Committee right now, as long as Ronna McDaniel is in charge. She does little or nothing. That's just money that's wasted. You're far better off finding the candidates that interest you, that you believe had a shot, and support them directly and contact their office and ask how you can help. What do they need? I can tell you volunteer time is always any charitable organization will tell you the same thing. They need volunteers more than money. But if all you can do is money, so be it. But get involved and get involved in the primary. Okay? That's a key thing. That's a key different solution. Now, as long as these borders are open, these illegal aliens are receiving U.S. taxpayer funds. They are getting benefits that we pay for. If they get asylum status, qualify for all kinds of benefits. But right now we have sanctuary cities that already provide a number of benefits for illegal aliens. California now offers free medical care for illegal aliens. It's amazing. Again, that's a travesty. That's treasonous. California's paid into the system, paid their taxes, and now it's going to people that just crossed the border illegally. They broke the law, therefore they're criminals. And according to the Department of Homeland Security, for example, the emergency services for illegal aliens just this last fiscal year was over $180 billion. Folks, that's more than we've even sent to Ukraine. So this issue is even even bigger. And like I said, if, they, if these illegals obtain asylum, some of the benefits, they could get refugee cash assistance for up to 12 months. Most people don't know this. They can get, if you have a needy, if they consider it a needy family, which an illegal alien family would likely be, they can get money from the federal government for up to 60 months to help pay for housing. The State Department will give them a resettlement uh, one-time uh, payment of twenty three seventy five per refugee. And they also, many of them can qualify if granted asylum, be eligible for supplemental Social Security if they're age, over age 65, blind, or disabled. So they can come across our border illegally, break our laws, and potentially get money for housing, food, one-time payments, and even get Social Security. Look, if you receive Social Security or want to receive Social Security, we already know its, it's funding is, is becoming limited. It's getting tight. This will just exacerbate or accelerate that problem even further. But let me give you some more reasons why our federal government is doing nothing to address our financial, nothing to address financial sanity. Federal employees for 2024 just received a 5.2% COLA increase because of inflation. Now, what's interesting about that is the massive government spending is the primary cause of the inflation. So the government, and this is not to be many, many economists, this is, any person, any reasonable person understands that the primary cause of the inflation is the government spending too much money. So the government causes the problem and then raises salaries to the federal employees by 5.2%, therefore further exacerbating the inflation, further adding to the problem, throwing gas on the fire. Now, why are federal employees receiving a large, such a large increase? By the way, Social Security benefits increased 3.2%. Why, sh- why should federal employees, and both of these are COLA, cost of living adjustments, due to inflation, why do federal employees get a larger increase than Social Security beneficiaries? I mean, the government has record debt. The reality is we don't need to increase federal employee salaries. The solution is to aggressively reduce the federal workforce. And again, we have an election year. Anyone who supports reducing the federal workforce would be 
a candidate I would consider supporting. You should consider and look into that too, especially if you want to continue to receive your full Social Security benefits. That's the bottom line. Math is math, folks. When they don't have enough money to pay out, the Social Security trustees report has stated that that's going to happen in the next few years. I've shared this on the radio show. This is not scare tactics. This is the Social Security trustee report themselves stating that they will be at that point be able to pay about 75% of benefits. Well, if some more of these money goes to illegal aliens that qualify for supplemental Social Security, that's going to shorten the time frame when Social Security is unable to pay full benefits and will have be forced to cut benefits on everyone by approximately 25%. These are the facts, folks. This is the math, not the politics. Forget the noise. This is the math, okay? And the last part of this, again, showing how our federal government is doing nothing to address financial sanity. Congress just increased the member's representational allowance by 21%. This is pay, used to pay for costs incurred uh, for their official and representative duties, which usually include you know, travel, rent, office supplies, and things like that. Again, because of inflation. Our federal government gave a 3.2% increase, COLA increase, for Social Security recipients, 5.2% increase to federal employees, and increase their expenses, their expense account, if you will, by 21%. Who are these representatives representing? You or themselves? Keep that in mind when you vote this fall. We, again, have an opportunity. Don't forget that. Stay tuned in the next segment. i got some really important information, something on student loans that I don't think almost anybody knows about. And you're going to want to learn this. So stay tuned. Don't miss it. Stay tuned for more Common Sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferenc Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferenc at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferenc Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferenc. So one of the things I have seen recently that I have not seen almost anywhere is we know there was a big fight with the student loan forgiveness. The Biden administration wanted to forgive a bunch of the student loans. The U.S. Supreme Court basically turned that down, stating that the president does the executive authority to do that. It would have to come from Congress. But the Biden administration has done an end around now, and they've done a smaller student loan forgiveness program, primarily to like teachers and things like that. In essence, let's be real. They're buying votes for people that vote for them. They're giving freebies to people who tend to support them. Let's be real. But what's interesting about this, of course, it hasn't been challenged in court and will probably fail, is there are people now, I've been seeing multiple reports. I've talked to a couple of folks myself personally who have received letters from the Biden administration stating their student loan is forgiven. Yet they contact their student loan provider, and the provider says, no, it isn't. And in fact... The lenders say not until the Supreme Court uh, rules that this forgiveness is legal will we honor this. 
And like I said, it's unlikely since the Supreme Court just about a year ago ruled student loan debt cannot be forgiven by executive order. Now, this is bound to piss off a lot of people because the reality is Biden administration, again, is making promises to buy votes without the authority to do it. Will it fool some people? Maybe. I sure hope you don't fall for this. But if you do hear about this or this happens to you, please spread the word. Please educate people. That is the solution. It's ridiculous to have an administration that flouts the rules, flouts the law. The Supreme Court ruled against them, and they're still trying to do it anyway. My hope is this really backfires on them, and it just flat out pisses off a bunch of people. I saw a thing here. I This was amazing. This is probably the most interesting or best comparison I've seen of conservative versus liberal that I think I've ever seen. And I'm going to read this off to you. I don't read things very often, but this is so powerful that I'm going to do so. And I'm going to post it on our website at yourpersonalbank.com also. I'm going to encourage you to share this. But the difference between a conservative versus a liberal, if a conservative doesn't, conservative doesn't like guns, they don't buy one. If a liberal doesn't like guns, they want all guns outlawed. If a conservative is a vegetarian, they don't eat meat. If a liberal is a vegetarian, they want all meat products banned for everyone. If a conservative is down and out, they think about how to better their situation. A liberal wonders who's going to take care of them. If a conservative doesn't like a talk show host, they turn the channel. Liberals demand that those they don't like be shut down. If a conservative is a non-believer, they don't go to church. A liberal non-believer wants any mention of God and Jesus silenced and removed. If a conservative decides they need health care, they go about shopping for it and may choose a job that provides it. Liberals demand that the rest of us pay for their health care. Like I said, that was one of the best comparisons I've ever seen of a conservative versus a liberal. It really comes down to personal responsibility versus wanting to be taken care of. I've stated this over and over again. Do we want to be the land of opportunity or the land of dependency. This is the difference. And the funny part is liberals, liberal side, is the, typically are famous for attacking conservatives, for stating that they don't, that they're a threat to democracy and they want to attack our freedoms. The reality is when you look at this, it's the liberals that are shutting things down, wanting to shut down guns or meat or eliminate the mention of God or Jesus, any of that kind of stuff. It's the liberals that are demanding everyone to comply to them That sounds like a lack of freedom to me. I thought I just saw that and I thought that was just truly amazing. Now, there's some I need to get on some solutions because, well, one other one other quick thought here. Yeah, here's two quick thoughts. This last article, Gen Xers can't believe many of them can't believe a seventy four thousand dollar salary is considered middle class. And the reality is that is the case. Uh, It's very according to statistics. $74,000 $74,000 figure falls squarely in the middle of thirty-eight and 114000 That's the range that's defined as middle class. So thirty-eight to 38000 to 114000 range is, is middle class. The typical, the average Gen Zer makes about 52000 So they're on the lower end of that middle class range. So they're falling way behind, obviously, from previous generations. Uh, and a lot of it, again, is because of inflation. You know, what can you do about it? Well, I've discussed this so many times. Taking control of your money is one of the biggest keys. If you invest your money in, say, in a retirement account, IRA, 401Ks, that's typically the most common area where people start. 
there are strengths and weaknesses to that. First of all, you can set it and forget it. And as long as you're going to leave it there a long time, for decades, literally, they always say, set it and forget it, um, it, can, it can turn into something quite significant over time. The disadvantage, the problem is that does assume the markets are going to do well over a long period of time. And I believe in the long run, they will. In the shorter term, we still got some challenges we're dealing with. We'll see. Secondly, the, the access to those funds, if you're going to need them for a younger person, if you're going to need them before 59 and a half, there's a penalty, can curtail, especially if they have a income loss, job loss, something like that, have a health emergency or whatever, can really be a detrimental effect to a retirement account because of the lack of availability of the funds. Annuities have the same type of limitation, for example, uh, as do many investments. As this Market Insider article is discussing, bonds are back. Higher rates are the single best development for investors in the last 20 years. This is according to Vanguard. I shared a few weeks ago that Vanguard is stating that uh, they expect bond rates to be higher for the next five to 10 years. Most people don't have the financial wherewithal or time or the liquidity to invest directly in the bond market. So you can do some bond funds and those types of things. That can be an option. But the personal bank, the dividends from those are based on bond returns. They're highly interest rate sensitive. Insurance companies invest in bonds. The other advantages of it's insured with guarantees and tax-free. So if you have the ability to take advantage of the higher interest rates in the bond market by getting higher dividends and likely those increasing for the next five to 10 years, you can also get those with guarantees and tax-free, that gets very, very attractive. Now, again, what is your personal bank? I get that this all the time. It's really quite simple. We set up a high cash value policy to earn dividends. We want to grow our money. It's really quite simple. There's nothing more to it than that. This is the opposite use of how most people use and view life insurance. This is how banks, financial institutions, institutional investors, wealthy families and stuff often invest money in life insurance because they want the tax-free dividends. They like the tax-free, the guarantees and all that that it comes with. The key is we're growing our money insured with guarantees tax-free, like I stated. If you leave it there, it's going to grow like any other investment, any other account. Some other advantages. Based on how we structure these things, anywhere from 60 to up to 90% of the money is available day one, without penalty, without tax, nothing. So if you do have that emergency, like I stated earlier, or you have a need or want for the money, you can access those funds without any penalties or taxes. That is a significant, significant advantage, particularly in challenging economic times. They'll catch. Here's the thing where when people miss it, I'll, I'll tell you right now, this is where they miss it. it. happens all the time. I say that they get hung up on the word insurance. See, they have in their mind, most people, when you buy insurance, you want to pay the least amount of money for the biggest death benefit. And if, you know, you're listening, you know, I'm sure you're shaking your head. Yes, that's how most people use life insurance. You want to get the biggest death benefit for the least cost. My point is simple. If you want to understand how your personal bank works and how you can grow wealth, insured, guaranteed, with guarantees and tax-free, put the cash on a teeter-totter on one side and put the death benefit on the other. So again, we look picture a teeter-totter in your head. Cash one side, death benefit on the other. Again, traditional use of life insurance, you want the least amount of cash, biggest death benefit. We're doing the opposite. We want to flip the teeter-totter. We want to maximize the cash and minimize the death benefit. Again, we're reducing the death benefit by 50, 60, actually more like 60 to 90%, like I said earlier. What does that do? 
it increases the cash by 60 to 90% available day one. It also reduces the cost of insurance by 60 to 90% day one in every year. That's the one knock on insurance you get. Well, the insurance, there's a cost. There's high fees. Well, that's true if you're purchasing the traditional use of minimum cash, maximum death benefit in our teeter-totter. Again, we're doing the opposite. We're reducing that cost of insurance, again, by 60 to 90%. We are now getting into the range of being competitive with a typical mutual fund or something like that or an index fund, those types of things. So we're getting very competitive is what I'm trying to say on the costs, the fees, whatever. But again, you're getting the advantage of insured with guaranteed and tax-free money. Now, depending on your tax bracket, you know, if you had a uh, 7% return on your money after tax, you would have to, do it, oh, I'm sorry, 7% tax-free after tax for the average American, it have to be around 9 to 10% returns. Now, I know most people... I look at their statements. I know most people are not getting 10, 9, 10% before tax, much less after tax. So, again, a, a 7% tax-free return is you know, compared to a 9 or 10% after-tax return. Again, it gets very, very competitive. When you add in the ability, liquidity, access to the monies, reducing your taxes, diversify, diversifying, having some guarantees, this gets very attractive for a lot of people. The second part of it is then when we access the money. Again, when you leave it there, it'll just grow. Like any other account, access it when and if you need it. You can supplement retirement. You can purchase items. You can pay off debt. You could take the money and invest in other, other assets even and increase the rate of return because when you access the monies, we typically do it through a bank line of credit. Use the cash and the policy as collateral, much like home equity lines of credit work. If you understand a HELOC, you borrow money against a property and the equity in the property is a collateral for the loan, right? You only get charged interest when you use the money and the interest is typically less than the dividends that you're earning. So if you're earning more in dividends in your policy, then you're getting charged interest with the bank line. You get to keep the difference. And that is typically the case. The historical average is two to 3% positive arbitrage or positive cash flow on your money. And that's on your money when you use it for other purposes. And the best analogy I can give you is the entire real estate investment world is built on this. If you bought a property to rent it out and you got a mortgage against it, as long as you're earning more in rents than you're getting, uh, you're getting paying in mortgage and expenses, you get to keep the difference or positive cash flow. We're doing the same thing, the same principle with money. Stay tuned in the next segment. I'm going to share some other thoughts that I don't think you're going to want to miss. And again, a few more solutions. So don't miss it. Stay tuned for more Common Sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferens Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferens at 866 866- 268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference. So I've got another article here I forgot to mention in the previous segment. China's economy is in so much trouble that even Xi Ping is admitting that businesses are having a tough time. You know, why should we care about China? It's the second largest economy in the world. If China, it, well, it is, it's slowing down tremendously. 
China for the last several decades has been a, had has had remarkable growth. It's been been an amazing thing. Well, their growth levels have gone far slower, and they actually in 2022 had one of their worst showings in half a century. And they're dealing with a lot of different problems, a property crisis. They overbuilt by far, far more than we did in uh, 08, 09, for example. They're dealing with that type of thing. And they're dealing with stimulus uh, measures or trying to address. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But, but China is struggling, which is another reason to proceed, proceed with caution. Uh, it's very concerning. A couple other thoughts I had uh, and if you missed previous thoughts on the uh, previous segments, go to yourpersonalbike.com. I'm going to encourage you. You can listen to this or any of the previous recorded shows anytime you want. But I was sharing some of the issues with the open borders, illegal immigrants. Well, in fact, Biden is Biden administration is now aiding illegal, illegal immigrants instead of veterans, which, which, by the way, that's un-American. Veterans are getting kicked out of housing and getting replaced by illegal immigrants. Um, It's just health care. The Biden administration is now using resources from the VA to facilitate health care for illegal aliens. Folks, that's just flat out un-American. This is wrong. Anyone that supports this kind of thing, again, it's an election year. Make your voice known. Make your get involved, as I stated earlier. Support a candidate in the primary to get the right candidates that will actually represent us, our country, U.S. citizens, and our interests. Here's another article, The Growing Lunacy of Free Health Care for Migrants. Um, again, starting January 1st, California is offering Medi-Cal to 760,000 illegal aliens of all ages. The state already faces a $68 billion deficit. They are now going to offer free health care to illegal aliens. I mean, this none of this makes any sense. We need to stop allowing this type of stuff to happen. We need to stop sitting back and just taking it. Uh, by the way, California is not the only state. New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Maine, Vermont, Illinois, Oregon, and Washington all also have health insurance, at least for some migrants, they call them migrants. I call them illegal aliens that are paid for by U.S. taxpayers. It's a knife in the back to hardworking Americans who are we, we're struggling to pay our own medical bills. And now we got to pay the medical bills for these people that came across illegally, broke the law. They're criminals. I'm sorry. These legislatures, these Democrat controlled legislatures have gone off the deep end. They need to be replaced. Get involved. Do something about it. Don't just complain about it. Now, here's, a, here's my hero. Uh, Argentina's new president. He cut 5,000 government jobs and will not renew contracts. You know, I don't know if, how many that is, if, that, if that's a lot. He, I know he shut down a number of departments. He is aggressively he took a as He was um, campaigning, and he stated that he was going to take a chainsaw to the government spending, which is what was needed. Because Argentina has the second, South America's second largest economy, but was suffering 143% annual inflation, which, of course, caused the country's currency to plummet. Look, this, why should we care about Argentina? Folks, this is a warning. This is a warning shot. If we continue spending and paying for illegal aliens' health care, for example, leave the borders open, 
and keep sending billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine and other places like that and not take care of our own and and give our federal employees a 5% cost of living adjustment raise and keep hiring more and more federal employees so there's more and more government spending, more and more bloated government, oversize, everything else. We're going to be headed the same route, and we're going to face some of the same issues that Argentina has dealt with. I don't want to have to deal with all that before we wake up. That'll cause tremendous levels of economic pain. I don't want to have to wait that long. We need to wake up now. Again, we have an opportunity this year. We have an election, but you can't wait to till this summer or this fall. You have to get involved in the primaries. You have to support candidates that are actually going to likely do the right thing. Citizen representatives, people that will be, represent their constituents, us, the U.S. citizens, our interests, our country. Okay? Here's another one. Congress should fix free states up to fix welfare. One state's proved it can be done. In fact, the uh, state of Utah, apparently, has integrated the, uh, what, the Federal Works, Workforce Development Safety Net programs, and they've created it from welfare to workfare, as they call it. It saves money. It's more efficient. It works. Two states, Texas and Louisiana, have requested, let us follow Utah's lead. Here's the reality, folks. My, my Constitution reads that the states have the right. Look at, look at Article, or yeah, the Amendment 10 of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. There's the enumerated powers and it states. Everything that's not included in here is reserved for the states or the people. The federal government should not be in welfare or workfare or anything. That is a state issue. And two of these states are saying, hey, we want to do the same thing. It's working for Utah. We can save money. We can get more people off of welfare and into the work roles and improve people's lives and save money. I'm all for that type of thing. This, again, is a state thing. we got to get away from this one-size-fits-all national solution. For one thing, it doesn't work a lot of the times. It's, it needs to be more decentralized. Two, it, create, it centralizes too much power in Washington. That's one of the big problems we have with the corruption. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. The more power you give, the more likely you're going to have corruption. If you split it up into 50 different states, well, that, that diversifies the power. That disperses the power accordingly. We need to push for candidates and representatives who will divest the federal power and, and divest it to the states. And workfare is one of those. It makes sense. Why should one state have it, Utah, and nobody else? That's not right. That's not fair. All 50 states should have it. And here's another example of over government overreach, government getting involved. So even Biden administration allies are now complaining and turning against him regarding guidance for hydrogen power. It's a big, long, complicated thing, but the bottom line is they are being more aggressive on hydrogen power production, which is really in its infancy. It's a technology that has great promise, but it's in its infancy. And they're, in essence, tethering production credits and stuff like that to the strictest eco standards and, and letting less strict on, on electricity. So in other words, they're favoring electricity over hydrogen. Again, this is a top-down, totalitarian type of approach, you know, and it's not effective. And even many of the Biden green energy people are upset about it because, again, they're favoring green energy. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, electricity over hydrogen. Why? Well, it's 
Uh, the answer is probably quite obvious. The electric energy lobby has more clout than the hydrogen lobby because the, dis- the decision makers are the people in the Biden administration right now or Congress, right? And it's easy to influence, throw some money around, if you know what I'm saying, and lobby some of these uh, these people, and you don't have to lobby that many of them and get a decision that you favor. Look, biz, big business and all that favors. They love centralized control, centralized power, because they don't have to lobby as many people. It's cheaper. It's more efficient. They can get their results. If it's diversified into 50 different states, for example, it would take a lot longer, be a lot more complicated, cost a lot more money. Tough. We need to decentralize power. We need to get back to states' rights. The last thing on this is anti Biden's anti-consumer crusade targets four more types of appliances. You know, they it was famously last year they went they were going after gas stoves. Well, now they're going after air conditioners, dishwashers, washing machines, and furnaces. Before they were saying, oh, they were going to do it, they were going to drop it because there was a big uproar. Well, that was not true. They kind of back-ended it quietly, and then now they're going after four more appliances, which in essence is going to cost people more money. Again, too much control, too much centralized control. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. We have an opportunity to find representatives that will represent our interests. I keep saying this. I can't say it enough. But get involved now. Get involved soon. Get involved in the primaries because that's where you're going to get the best candidate. And if they, your candidate wins the primary, they have a shot, a good shot of winning the general then at that point. That's how we can get rid of these establishment types. Uh, I was going to say, if you want more information on how to navigate this economic challenge, uh, I believe we're going to have a chaotic year because of the. It is an election year. It's going to be. I think it'll be crazy. We'll see what happens. Uh, as I stated in the first segment, I, article after article, economists after economists, are stating it's probably we're, we're going to have a recession in twenty four. They stated in twenty three, but for various reasons, like I said, it's been delayed. It's premature to say we're not going to have one. If you want to navigate this, diversify, reduce your market risk, reduce your taxes, tax liability, uh, you, and you want to thrive in this and have an increasing return probably for the next five to ten years, frankly, according to Vanguard, you know, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com. The last thing I want to leave you a thought on is this. This is a little-known fact, historical fact. There was a three-man committee uh, made up of Ben Franklin, John Adams, and Thomas Jefferson. And they were delegated by the Continental Congress to create a design for the Great Seal of the United States. Now, the design they submitted included on one side these words, Rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. I'll say that again. Rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. Now, the proposal was rejected by Congress, but Jefferson loved the motto so much, he actually proposed it for the Great Seal of Virginia, He also then later enshrined it on his personal seal and had it inscribed on a gate in the graveyard of his home in Monticello. I was there a few months ago. I got to see it. It's a pretty impressive place if you've never been. Highly recommend it. My point is, this is the attitude that the founders had, that rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. We have an overzealous government. We famously had a Boston Tea Party because... Taxation without representation. Remember that from school? Are you being represented right now by your representatives who want to send more money to Ukraine, who want to send more money, illegal aliens, than our own veterans, for example? Do you want to support 
representatives that give a bigger increase to federal employees than Social Security beneficiaries? Are you getting represented? If not, do something about it. Get involved in the primaries. Find a candidate that will represent our interests, U.S. citizens, American interests, and let's make a difference. Let's make 2024 the 1776 Freedom Moment. As always, stay tuned next week for some more great information on the Your Personal Bank Show. And as long as it's on our money, in God we trust. Listen Tuesdays at noon and Saturdays at 1 to the Your Personal Bank Show for more information. Contact Ference at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guests of this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Some products discussed may have limitations and not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Dividend rates and bank line of credit rates may change. For current rates, contact Ference at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.